The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, Beth Moore challenges us to get prepared for the coming journey with God. I wrote a post just going, I, I'm, I'm sick to death of telling him where I wanted to go. I'm just going where God is going. I'm going where God is going. I'm going where God is going. Well, the next one I was putting on my mascara at my mirror and I set the mascara wand down on the counter and I just turned around and I said, where are we going? Looking at the obstacles in our path so that we will be ready to conquer them and keep moving forward. Maybe you grew up in the church. Maybe you're, you're a Christian, but you're thinking there's more. You know what that is? That's a hunger and a thirst for more. And that's what we're going to hear about today. Sheila, glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. And honestly, I, I do get that. Beth's teaching today is going to be really important because when you have that longing, I think what we're really longing for is, is for Christ. Yes. But sometimes we think it's, we try and fill it up with other stuff and other stuff will never take the place of Christ himself. Sometimes we hear that and we don't know what that exactly means. What does it mean to hunger and thirst for Christ? And that's, that's, that's why I think Beth's uh, teaching is, is so important. This is part two. I want to tell you, if you missed part one, you can go back and, and catch that on lifetoday.org and be sure to set your DVR so you don't miss any more of Beth or any of the shows. But let's go hear Beth Moore right now. in this room is in severe drought than the one who cannot remember the last time you cried a tear for a broken world. That's drought. What if we got courage enough to go bring back my tears for the lost? Bring back my tears for the captives, those imprisoned, those dying on planet Earth. Bring back my passion for what you, Jesus, are passionate about. As we cry out for downpour, and I'm going to tell you something, I believe it's coming. You know why? Because I believe the truth is we are thirsty. And if the only thing we have to do, James, as much as I understand, the only thing we have to do is just go, I am thirsty. I'm, I'm poor and needy, Lord. And I'm just crying out. I'm just crying out. He says, if you do that, I'll, I'll pour it out on thirsty land. But on the land that says, I mean, we're just like plenty wet here. You'd scare us half to death. We don't want anything new. Just as long as you do what you've done before. We're good with it. But you know how we are here. <laughs> Amen. I'm just tired of saying it to him. I'm going with him. And you know what? I don't even know where we're going. I just, uh, not here, not very recently. I, I, just, I mean, just very recently, rather. I, I, I wrote a post just going, I, I'm, I'm sick to death of telling him where I wanted to go. I'm just going where God is going. I'm going where God is going. I'm going where God is going. Well, the next one I was putting on my mascara at my mirror, and I set the mascara wand down on the counter, and I just turned around. And I said, where are we going? <laughs> want to go where you're going, but if you could tell me where we're going, because I don't know about you, but you know, I'm always, I, 
faith is such a blast to me. I love the adventure of it, but I always love it best in retrospect. Looking back, I go, now that, that was an exciting time. I love that while there you're just kind of going, because suddenly it's not concrete. It's just like water under your feet. Water, water. So you don't know where you're going. We just want to go with you, Lord. I believe that God placed it on my heart to tell you that it, as it comes, and it will, if we'll own our thirst, it will. If we'll be willing to stop telling what it has to look like, it's coming, it's coming. But we must be prepared in advance for scoffers. We, I will say that again. We must be prepared in advance for scoffers. I want you to look at one another and say, be prepared for scoffers. And, and here's the thing. The, the unbelieving world scoffing is not going to bother us that much. We are used to them thinking that we are idiots. Can we disown that one? I mean, we're used to that. Of course they think that. We've got that one down. That's not what's going to bother us so much. What's going to bother us? And I believe that God is saying, get prepared for it so you know in advance it's coming. So when it does happen, you are not all disturbed and all rocked by it. But it's going to come from some in our own Christian realm, our own brothers and sisters. We're going to have people that are honestly going to want to debate and argue with us about awakening and downpours. He's like, well, what do you want here? They're going to say, that's not the way it should look. You know what, dude? Just, I'm just asking you, are you thirsty? Are you hungry? I can't think of the way to, to the semantics to get it like you want it. But I will say to you, I'm just thirsty and I'm hungry. But there'll be scoffers and they will be the far bigger threat. The one within our own brothers and sisters, our own family of God. Far, far more demoralizing. And yes, it will come from bullies. And yes, it will come from the mean-spirited. And I want to tell you, I've learned so many things. I could have spent the whole evening on what I've learned from these two people. But they have lived something. They've taught me something over and over and over again. And I've watched them live it. James says all the time, you know what? Just when people hate you, just love them. Just love them. You just keep loving them. When the more they hate you, you just keep loving them. You just keep loving them. Don't, you, you, you just get it in your mind that they cannot make you stop loving them. He said, you just love them all the more. They hate you. You love them. You love them. Blessed are you. Blessed are you. We got to be ready. We got to be ready. We've got to be ready. What God began to show me is that it would not just come from the mean-spirited, It'll also come from people who are just genuinely concerned about us. <laughs> Not mean about it, just, just like, man, I hate to see that happen. Just, I'm so glad y'all are laughing. I wanted to be funny so bad today. <laughs> You know, they, they were kind of, they were really balanced for a while. What is balanced exactly? Because I'm not sure I've ever met anyone like fully on full throttle uh, spirit effectiveness and abundance that I could walk away from and go, now that is a balanced person. I don't, maybe, I mean, I want, if you're here, I'll meet you afterwards. 
But I just don't know where we're getting that. That that's the big goal. Let's all be balanced in Jesus' name. Let's all be balanced. <laughs> They're going to feel sorry for us. They're going to say, what a shame. What a shame. In that early downpour of the New Testament church, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6, 8, we are treated as imposters and yet are true. That's going to be us. The scoffers, I believe that God put on my heart, please test the spirit, pray and see if this is confirmed to you in prayer and in the study of the word. I believe that he placed it on my heart that the scoffers will have an alternative answer for everything, an alternative for every single thing we see. There'll be an alternative. They will not see it as the hand of God. An alternate answer. Unity will be called defection. Brokenness will be called instability. Grace will be called compromise. And the genuinely prophetic will be called false teaching. You see if this does not happen. And because of those things, defection, instability, compromise, and false teaching, because those things will be simultaneously in effect, you and I, who are believing God for a vivid downpour of His Spirit and recognize it as it comes, we will have to be taking the risk of being lumped in with the ones that really are defecting, unstable, compromising, and false. And it will be hard for us because we don't want to be mixed up with them. We want to say over and over again, no, ours is the truth. Listen, people are not convinced by us going, no, we're really true here. We're really true here. That does not work. They won't take it by our words. We're going to have to risk being lumped into something not of the Holy Spirit to endure in that which is of the Holy Spirit. And this will be the hardest part is that the weeds will be among the wheat. And just exactly as Jesus said in Matthew 13, 24 through 30, to pull up all the weeds and cast them out would run the risk of pulling up the wheat. So you and I have got to be prepared to be mixed up with the false as we're trying to be the true. And we're just going to want to say it over and over again. No, this is really us. We're really, I mean, we're, and it won't do any good because the only test will be, please stay with me here. The only test will be endurance. What endures, what endures, what endures. You and I will have to be patient while the spirit is tested, while our trials are used by God. Please hear me when I say this, to prove us genuine at the same time with the greatest outpouring of God on your entire life, you will simultaneously be entrusted with trials for the express purpose of proving us genuine. I've watched my good friends for the last six months. I don't know people 
of more faith than them. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know anybody. I'm, James will say this with me. I don't know anybody that prays like Betty. I don't. I don't. I don't. They knew God could perform a miracle with their daughter. They knew. They'd seen him do it. They'd seen him do it. They'd seen him do it. They know he's miraculous. They know he is able. God chose to bring about a different triumph. Now here we are, and I couldn't help but think today, James and Betty, here we are after all that suffering. It's been hard. You know, when I knew that their beloved daughter was dying, I just wept and wept and wept and wept because I told I was with my daughter Melissa at the time, and I'd been on the phone with them, and I tell you, uh, Betty and I were talking for a few minutes, and we were weeping, and I could hear James weeping. I, could, I heard groanings. I'll now, I told my coworkers, I said, I may never get that sound out of my ears. I tell you, these people have suffered. They've suffered. But I cannot help but think that this is part of what has been entrusted to them to be proved genuine in a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You have been proven genuine through what you have endured and has broken our hearts to watch your brokenness, but you have remained steadfast before the Lord and you have been faithful. You have been faithful. He, James Robinson, he's going to bring that back to you in souls. He is going to bring that back to you in souls. He has heard your cry. You have asked him over and over to retain a fresh work, to always return a fresh work to you. And he is doing it. I saw it today. I saw it. I know nothing going on right now on the cutting edge that was more powerful than what I watched this afternoon. I know nothing. You and I are going to have to do it too. I don't know what it will look like. We need not be afraid because on this earth, is, suffering is not just for those who are saved. This, this, this planet's hard to live on. But we have to know that while we're seeing like wild, wild, wild things of God, that simultaneously we will also be entrusted with trials that are proving us genuine. We'll wonder, why are you doing all this? But this is not happening for me. Why am I going through the suffering? Well, to show that you are different from the weeds. Flesh gets bored easy, the spirit endures. We'll know it's of the flesh if it like lasts 10 minutes. Like we have a downpour tonight and we are dry tomorrow. Spirit endures, flesh dries up like this. Whatever we do, we must not try to manufacture a downpour of the Holy Spirit. Whatever we do, we cannot speed God up. What scripture tells us to do is own our thirst. Say our land is dry, our land is thirsty. We cannot help God make it happen. All we can do is cry out. 
Anybody have one of those little noise makers where you can set it on any sound you want to? You can do a, like a fan to sleep with. A lot, of, a lot of us who travel, travel with this. I've got one on my iPhone. I can play any kind of sound you can imagine. I can play a storm, wind, rain. I can play a heavy, heavy rain, and I play it all night long, seven hours long, the sound of rain, and I wake up every morning completely dry. We can't just go to our churches and make the sound rain. We're gonna make the sound rain. We're gonna manufacture. We're gonna make the sound rain. We're gonna get a sound system. We're gonna make the sound rain. We will still leave dry. We'll still leave dry. Because it cannot be manufactured. We can play the sound of rain all we want in our churches and never get wet. Isaiah 45, verse 8. This is God speaking. I love this. This is God himself. The Lord, it says, the Lord said in the very first verse of uh, 45 in 1. And so it's God talking. And then he says in verse 8, shower, O heavens, from above. And let the clouds rain down righteousness. Let the earth open that salvation and righteousness may bear fruit. Let the earth cause them both to sprout. I, the Lord, have created it. What is it we're going to do? We're going to ask God, God, you speak to the heavens. Speak to that. I love the way the NET Bible says it. Oh, sky, rain down from above. Let the clouds send down showers of deliverance. Let the earth absorb it so salvation may grow and deliverance may sprout up along with it. I, the Lord, create it. Salvation and righteousness. Let the earth open. I believe it's talking about an openness, an openness. As we cry out with our hunger and our thirst, I believe he says that the earth will be open. People will be open to salvation. So many more people are open to it than we think they're having a hard time out there people need Jesus they need Jesus let's stop being ashamed to say I think I may know what you may need because I need it in myself his name is Jesus we do need Jesus so not just us not just you uh, but people all around the world um, why? One of the things that really touched me, Randy, about yeah. what Beth said there is that why would we ever be ashamed to speak of what we know? Because we know that what people are longing for is Christ. I think we're living in days where it's time to stop kind of hiding. You know, if you hear somebody talking and saying, you know, my life's really not working, we know what they're looking for. Yeah. They're looking for Jesus. Yeah, you know, I wrote something down recently for a book that I'm working on. Um, and because it, it occurred to me, someone who doesn't wear their religion on their sleeve is like a man who doesn't wear his wedding, wedding ring. Ooh. Right, you know? Yeah. Um, we do need Christ, and, and we need to be able to let our light shine. Uh, and that's, that's why I'm excited about what we're doing all around the world. Um, you know, for years, I think it's like 17, 18 yeah, years amazing. now. We've been drilling water wells around the world. Um, and we do it, yes, we do it because people need clean drinking water, uh, because people are thirsty, and, and frankly, because, uh, too many people are dying because they don't have it, but our motivation is not just humanitarian, though it is humanitarian. Our motivation is to share Christ because people need more than just that single drink of water. They need that drink from that well that will never leave them thirsty again. I want you to take a look at this and, and see how you can become a part of something very important in, in sharing that love and life of Christ. Watch this. You know, if you were thirsty, 
<laughs> in Africa or in many of the remote parts of the world, you'd walk up to a stream like this, you say, oh, I've got great water. But what you don't realize is in this area alone, thousands of people got cholera, serious, severe diarrhea, many people that cost them their children. This scene is so typical um, around the world. This is their water source. And yet you can see that it is filled with trash. It is filled with cow manure that's flowing into this stream. But she has no option. This is it. This is filthy, dirty water. And they're drinking this stuff. You have to understand, in every single village around the globe right now, there's a hospital with a dying child that is related to water. There are so many children and babies that die every day because they have no clean water. Now, I want you to understand what that means is that translates into lives in all the rural villages of mothers and children that are drinking filthy water. And they can't do anything about it because it's all the water that they have. I just can't even imagine. This little baby is so precious, so beautiful. Her mother loves her so much. And I want to see this little baby live healthy because we've given some fresh water to them. But don't think that you can't do something about it because it's so enormous. You can because it starts with one child, one family, one village at a time. So we're not really talking about equipment. We're not just talking about drilling a hole in the ground. We're talking about saving lives. This one child you can see wants the water, needs the water, and her little community now has it because of your gift. She will grow up with clean water. That's maybe a small item to you, but to these children it's life. Let's not forget that. Please, these children need it now, and there are children all over the world who don't have it, so your gift will make a difference. You can be that difference, and you can be that difference today, right now, in the lives of so many. Now, this is the last week of this current Water for Life outreach campaign, so we need to hear from you. We've got some nice gifts that we would like to give you. Um, but beyond that, when you look at the breakdown of, of what we do, $4,800 is the average cost of a well, wherever we drill it, around the world. You might be able to give the $4,800 Maybe you can give $48 and help provide water for 10 people. I want you to understand that this is not just a one-time deal. This is investing for the lifetime of most of those people who need that water, the clean drinking water. You're not just giving a cup of water in Jesus' name, as he says we should do. You're giving a lifetime of clean drinking water. Your gift today can go far beyond you will ever see. And that is the great blessing of us coming together in the name of Christ and doing what we can. Sheila, I know you've seen us do this now for, for many years. Uh, what, what an opportunity. I mean, this is so doable. You know, if you think about the well, yeah. I mean, a, a couple of you might be able to do that and that's fantastic. But $48 provides clean water for 10 children for the rest of their lives. I can't imagine my son, you know, having to pick up water like that in a bottle that's filthy. I mean, think of the, the amount of money you spend a week just, you know, going for coffee or even if the family goes to a movie. If you skip one of those and you could provide just for $48 clean drinking water for 10 children for the rest of their lives, we can do this, people. We can't let this happen on our watch. We always tell them why we're there. We don't just give them water, we give them the water of life. 
So go to the phones, go online, make the best gift you can, but more importantly, just be a part. We need you to be a part of the hands of Christ as we reach around the world and we share water for life. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people. And $144 will help provide for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we would like to send you James Robison's book, God of All Creation. Through his personal observations of animals and wildlife, James shares heartwarming stories and spiritual lessons of God's love and grace. With your gift of $100 or more, be sure to request Majesty. This beautifully illustrated book teaches you the blessing and significance of the names of God, including Jehovah Rapha, your healer, and Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people, or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well, and you may request our beautiful new Majesty bronze sculpture. This is the last week. Call, write, or make your gift online. This mother has four children. Last summer, a year ago, they had an outbreak of intestinal disease from contaminated water. Two of her children got very, very sick. Now she's got a little baby, just a few months old, and this baby is living on her mother's milk. This baby's nursing. I bet you pretty soon this little baby's gonna be drinking that water and oftentimes it takes their lives. It really does, James, and, and they can't do anything about it because it's all the water that they have. I just can't even imagine. This little baby is so precious, so beautiful. Her mama just cuddling her and taking care of her, and she makes little sounds of life. But you know, I don't know how long those little sounds of life will be if we don't do something to help them. We can make the difference by doing the water wells and giving them a fresh cup of water. You know, I very deliberately reached out to see if this little girl would take hold of my fingers. Mm -hmm. And in so many ways, little children like this are reaching out to find somebody they can hold on to. And uh, I'd like you to be one of the hands to reach out and dial the telephone number and take your bank card and use it like a check or, or write a check and make it to life. Please call us and let us know what you're sending or you can go online and say, I want to give life to children like this and keep them healthy. Thank you so much for being with us. Do go to the phones and call. Thank you, Sheila, for being here with me. I've enjoyed it. Always love an opportunity to sit in for your amazing mom and dad. Oh, well, it's wonderful to have you here. And in fact, if you've missed any of the programs this week, I want you to know you can get them at lifetoday.org. Uh, we're also on Roku if you don't have that channel. Be sure to set your DVR every day for life today. Thank you so much for being a part.
Tomorrow, Amy Smalley joins Steve Scott in sharing how studying the words of Jesus has impacted their lives and people around them. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.